I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. If you're Sigmund Freud and you know it, clap your hands. If you're Sigmund Freud and you know it, clap your hands. If you're Sigmund Freud and you know it, and you really want to bone your mum, if you're Sigmund Freud and you know it, clap your hands. I don't know if we've ever explained, we do that in order to line up the tracks, don't we? Yeah, but is that going to work? Yeah. Okay. It's you editing this week, so I wash my hands of it. Cool. Love that. I have a confession. Please. Welcome. One of my New Year's resolutions was to research who we were doing. And I thought I did quite a good job last week of really researching who we're doing. Um, did you research Rishi? Yeah, I did some Googling. Did it not seem like I'd done some Googling? Yeah, no, it did. It did. I just, I didn't know that's what we were doing. I didn't get the memo. Well, that's what I'm doing. I think it works if one of us is good and one of us is shit. And I think okay. you be shit and I'll be good. <laughs> that works for me. But this week... I have not done any Googling whatsoever. Okay. Well, I've had three years of therapy. (gasps) Great. So. So you can lead. Well, look, I'm sure some of Freud's ideas are kicking around in my noggin, but Mm. I probably won't be able to tell you which ones they they are until someone says, oh, that's Freudian, you know. I haven't had, like, Freudian analysis. Freudian analysis is, like, very that's like you go and you lie on the couch and Mm -hmm. you like pour your soul out to someone who like sits there with a blank face i think and it's all about how you want to thank your mum that's the gist it's a lot about like childhood projection which is when we project our own emotions onto someone else i remember studying something at university about mirrors and when you're a baby and you see yourself for the first time and you realize that you exist outside you are not the world yeah you that's, are a body. Freud. that's, that's Freud. Freud. yeah oh by the way yeah, that's Freud. this is bitching every week we talk about a different person they just said we diverge of our track and this week we're talking about sigmund freud well tilly's talking about sigmund, sigmund freud. freud he can't keep getting away with this <laughs> um yeah there is he had some he had some ideas which were bad Mm -hmm. he had a lot of ideas which whilst very uncomfortable are very much reflected in the world around us the the anal stage of development there's that whole thing about you go through your anal stage don't you your bum your bum yeah bum hole stage yeah i think that's a thing or at least it I don't know if that's a thing, but I'm gonna. I'm just gonna believe you, which is because I'm a human being and I'm flawed. He wouldn't last long on Twitter. I'll say that much. <laughs> I'll say that for him. Um, but you know, lots of stuff like um, the Madonna whore complex. Oh, I don't know that one. What's that? I think. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Could you hold that thought? I forgot to read his Wikipedia, and I know it's meaningless because we already have said who he is. 
but it's ritualistic. No, but we need the Wikipedia. I, th- I thought we were getting to the Wikipedia. Oh, okay. I'll do the Wikipedia and then we'll do the Madonna whore. Madonna whore? Okay. Is it Madonna? It's probably on there. All right. Sigmund yeah. Freud, German, born Sigmund Schlomo Freud. He is 6th of May, 1856 to 23rd of September, 1939, was an Austrian... So why does it say German after his name? Was an Austrian neurologist and the founder of psychoanalysis. 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 A clinical method for treating psychopathology. Okay, this wasn't the best choice. Psychopathology through dialogue between a patient and a psychoanalyst. Should I continue? No. I want to hear about Madonna Hall. <laughs> Save me. I think it's him. I could be wrong. It's basically women are either for shagging or they're for loving. And I think the the quote is something like, um, these men cannot, where they love, they cannot desire, and where they desire, they cannot love. I think it's something what, uh, like what that. What does that mean? Well, it means that. It means that they can't... Uh, if they feel sexually towards a woman, um, they can't respect her enough to love her. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. That's Have you not met a man? The single... Not many, to be honest, actually. I tend to avoid them. Yeah. That's really... that. I don't... That's not real. You think that's true? You think men can't love and respect you if they... Uh, it's demonstrably true from my own experience in the world, yeah. Not all men. Not all men. I'm not saying that. Not all hashtag. Not all men. I'm not saying that. But yeah, there's loads of them with it. They're all over the fucking shop, mate. But don't you think by him saying it is a as a definable thing, like makes it so? Like I don't think that's a given. I think that's a choice of awful men to be like that. I don't. Yeah, think... he's not saying it's a good thing. Is he not? No, it's... he's saying get these men on my couch and I'll treat them. Oh, is he? It sounds like he's saying yeah. this is a genetic classic. No, he's describing it as like a, a pathology, oh, as like okay. a psychopathology thing, like a. Uh, okay. But he also thought that like, um, what was it he thought about lesbians? <laughs> Hang on. Freud, lesbians. Oh, do you know what uh, the the Madonna Hall thing as well seems to be focused around the inability to maintain sexual arousal within a committed mm. loving relationship. So it's actually that he's treating them to make them more aroused rather than being like, stop being so horny, you men. He's like, come on, let me help you fancy your wives. Oh, that's quite nice. Okay, I think he did believe in, like, innate homosexuality, but he wasn't wasn't nice about it. And then his daughter was a lesbian. No. Yeah. But I think he said something, like, about lesbians where he was like, oh, their fathers are X, Y, Z... And that's why they become lesbians. And then his daughter was a lesbian, which is quite that funny. That is quite funny. Even though, obviously, she was just a lesbian because she was a lesbian. But uh, my friend's just replied to me because uh, she has a degree in uh, psychology oh, yeah. and various other things. I said, about to do a podcast episode on Sigmund Freud. What's the worst thing about him? She says, had some ideas very based in colonialism. E.g. totem and taboo. I don't know what that is. I'm going to look. It I'm up. also just googling. He, he his views on feminism. He uh, thought that women were, well, men were originally superior, 
And that women were the second sex. Yeah. I mean, didn't everyone think that, though, in the past? Sorry, I don't, not to defend it. Yeah. That's a bad thing to think, obviously. And also, that's not true. I hate that all the context of the time meant that it was okay to be a bigot. Like, no, it's never okay to be a bigot, guys. It's just also not always accurate that it was, like, maybe that societally it was okay to do whatever you want. It's probably true. But there's always people um, who aren't agreeing with what's going on, aren't there? Like, I I watched a really good video about um, Ursula K. Le Guin and uh, her Earthsea books um, by a YouTuber called Verily Bitchy, who is awesome, um, and I really recommend checking out her work. Um, and it was basically all about, like, the Earthsea books were basically, like, the original boy wizard thing. So they were Harry oh, Potter before yeah. Harry Potter, basically. Except for the fact that, like, basically all of the characters are people of colour, and it's like completely like progressive in loads of ways and then like she she had a lot of like or basically all the characters in the earlier books were men and she was basically like oh it's because i have some internalized misogyny isn't what she said but in so many words she said that and then as she got older her her views changed and when she wrote the next earthsea books like 20 years on the protagonist was a housewife who was a witch and it was all about like women's magic and like it was it basically showed how loads of the things and that she'd written in the first book it kind of used those and and kind of retroactively she was like oh they were propaganda and they weren't actually true it was just like what those characters believed in about women and she was basically comparing that with um that this youtuber was comparing that with kind of um how dire uh, representation is in harry potter and kind of how people try and say oh well it was you know it was the time and blah 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 um and it's like not accurate because like earthsea books were were really popular i mean every basically every adaptation of them has been like horrendously whitewashed um but the books themselves aren't i might give them a read maybe they should make a three-part west end play out of them I know. I think, well, I think they are making a TV series about it. Oh, are they? Yeah. But anyway, Freud. No, that's interesting, though. Well, you say Freud. I've not Googled him as we've established. So, yes, Tilly, Freud. Um, I'm just reading about, on his on his Wikipedia, he wrote an essay in 1917 called Morning and Melancholy, as in morning, as in, like, sad morning, morning, death. And it just reminded me of, I went to this on my birthday. You know, I went to Oxford on my birthday. I talked about it on the podcast, the avid listeners. I went to an exhibition on melancholy and it was amazing because it was all about the history of melancholy and finding remedies and trying to understand why we all feel sad. And it's a really obvious thing to say, but like people have always felt really sad, haven't they? As well as feeling happy. There's always been a level of melancholy and trying to sort of find medical cures for it I can't remember anything about the exhibition so this is not a good story but it was good and interesting and in in his essay he talks about how this inevitable part of life called melancholy and uh, he claimed that in normal mourning the ego was responsible for narcissistically detaching the libido he always brings it back doesn't he from the lost one 
as a means of self-preservation, but that in melancholia, prior ambivalence towards the lost one prevents this from occurring. I don't really understand that. Yeah, he's basically saying that uh, underneath sadness is a kind of protection. So a lot of the time when someone becomes depressed, it's because they can't bring themselves to feel the anger of having something taken Mm. away from them or having been victimized in some way sometimes it's easier to go into a state of depression um when you're in like a really stressful situation or if as he's talking about i think he's talking about sex which is not the same thing as i'm talking about but um it's easier to just be like oh well i'm not um nothing good happens to me anyway so and then you kind of protect yourself from the i think that's what he's saying anyway because he's talking about the ego and he talks about yeah that. no and it's interesting that he talks about the ego in relation to mourning because the next thing is about extreme cases essentially unconsciously feeling conflict against the mourner's own ego oh my my brain my poor brain i feel like reading freud is probably not the best way for you to understand his ideas because they're very prevalent and they're everywhere. I need like, like a little um, illustrated flip book or something. There's definitely like... an illustrated flip book of. Um... Can you get it me for Christmas? Yeah, definitely. Freud for dummies. Like a, a lot of his stuff is about like the the ego, basically. I've remembered. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but no, I've remembered no. about the the libido. I don't know why we did this as part of my English degree. This is. I suppose he wrote books, but the libido for life, mm-hmm. like the driving, the driving force of like the instinct to live. Yeah, the life and drive that... and the death drive. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe when he's talking, I just assumed it was sexual, but the libido is actually pulling you against your natural libido to want to live. Is when the death pull comes. Is that is that part of his philosophy then? This push and pull of life and death. That's yeah, really definitely. Bleak. Yeah, I think so. Oh God. But again, I'm not an expert and we both should have done some research before doing this episode. It's becoming increasingly clear. Maybe we could just try and do some therapy right now. Yes. I'll lie down. Okay. I'm on the couch. All right. Shall I tell you some home truths? Yeah. I don't think that's what Freudian analysis is, but why not? I wonder I wonder if he would uh if he would like the way that therapy has gone. Probably not. I mean fucking hell, like our parents' generation can't even cope with, like, the amount of change that's happened. Imagine if he knew what's going on. He'd be like, what the fuck? You're all being so nice to each other. My <laughs> life was hell. I want your lives to be hell. Like, my life was hell. I couldn't... I wasn't allowed to be anything but a man. I had to be strong. <laughs> He'd be furious. You know, it's like the whole um, thing of, like, student debt. People don't want it to be mm. cancelled because um, they had to pay. <laughs> Humans are awful, aren't yeah. they? That's awful. That's the worst. Surely it should be, oh God, wasn't that awful when I had to pay that? Wouldn't it be nice if you guys don't have to worry about that? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He has the whole thing about dreams. He loves dreams, the interpretation of dreams. He believed in the function of dreams to preserve sleep by representing fulfilled wishes that would otherwise awaken the dreamer. Mm. In his theory, dreams are instigated by the daily occurrence and thoughts of everyday life. In what Freud called the dream work, the secondary process thoughts... Oh, God, I'm really not doing well. Governed by the rules of language and the reality principle. I'm, I'm sorry, this is too much for me. Do you know what's mad, though, and blows my mind? Is we still don't know why we dream, do we? No. It's, and we it's don't really know why scary we fucking shit. Like, it's scary, scary shit. There? Do you dream? Oh, yeah. Yeah, same. I wish I could... That's the one thing I wish I could take a pill and not dream. Uh, do you have awful dreams? Yeah, every single night. Oh, that's really awful. Yeah, but it's like... I mean, it's just like... It's how my brain works. Like, mm. my brain is obviously just, like, processing stuff unconsciously. Yeah. And it's trying to tell me stuff and trying to sort out... I think it's the brain trying to process things that don't quite make sense so that it can achieve a kind of equilibrium of some kind hmm. unconsciously. And I think it's moving things around, isn't it, into your like frontal lobe and your back lobe. Yeah, and yeah, your... yeah. Like what's important. Yeah, yeah, putting things in your memory. Do you think that thing is true that people always say about how you never imagine a face in a dream, that faces in your dreams are always from people that you've seen yeah. in your life? Yeah, like people in my dream are always played by someone else. Like, they'll be someone, but they're actually yeah. someone else. It's really weird. I get that. I get that. And, like, you know that it's that person. But it's but not it's them. Not. Yeah, and sometimes I'm I'm a different person, but I know that it's me. Yeah. It's trippy. Did you see that guy who kept a journal of um, things that his girlfriend said in her sleep oh. and then turned it into a... Who's that poet? Like, that very... That poet on Instagram with loads of followers. If I wrote down my dreams, I'd get locked up. I'd 100% get locked up. Really? I kind of yeah. want to know them now. Nope. All right, here's a here's one that's okay. Uh, the other night, I, I... This is what happened, right? I went to my friend's cheese stall. This is in real life, not in my dream. Oh, oh, okay. Where he sells cheese. And I got some cheese from okay. him. I took the cheese home. Mm-hmm. The next day, I made a delicious meal and I ate some of the cheese with the meal. I then, still in real life. Still in real life, not in the dream world yet. I'll let you know when mm-hmm. I'm in dream world. I'll do a kind of dream world sound. Okay, okay. I then played a uh, tabletop role-playing game with him over Zoom because I'm a nerd. If people don't know that, I'm not like other girls TM. I role-play, okay? Mm-hmm. Because that's just, you know, I had really bad acne as a kid, so I'm <laughs> always going to be an outsider. And there's possibly some other undiagnosed things going on anyway <laughs> the the game was spooky and creepy 
good. I was worried. I didn't know where I was. Going into the dream world. Into the dream. Got it. The only memory I have of the dream is that my feet were blocks of cheese and my friend was cutting off bits of cheese from my feet. From your feet? Yeah. So he's like slicing off my feet basically, but my feet are made of cheese. Did it hurt? Yeah, I was screaming. But at the same time, it's hilarious because it's cheese. <laughs> and I know it's they're not my real feet, but I don't want it to happen. <laughs> We're out of the dream. Of you dream. wake up and then you look down and your feet have been chopped off. Yeah. That's terrifying. It is. And every day, every night, my my distorted brain comes up with new sick fantasies that it goes, ha ha, you want to see this? Not really. No. I'd rather not know. Do you keep a diary? Do you, no. do you journal them? No. No, 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 because I don't want to know. I want to forget. I want to forget. I hate it when you wake up as soon and you as I can't wake up. shake it off. Like, sometimes oh. I... If someone's been horrible, like I hold hold a grudge, or if something yeah, bad's same. happened, or if something good's happened, and then you wake up and you remember it's not real. Oh, yeah. sad times. Can I read you these? I've remembered. So it's Rupi Kaur. You know the do you know the Instagram poet who also does illustrations. I've heard of her, but I don't I don't know. She yeah. does sort of. She's good. They're just very. They're of a they're of a style. Anyway, this guy wrote down for weeks what his girlfriend said in her sleep, and then turned them into these beautiful illustrations. I recommend just googling like Rupi Kaur dream poems but can i read you a couple please the ship is breaking it's filling with water i scoop he's named that piracy anxiety next we have you have to cook no you have to cook the prawns you cannot cook you stupid cat i'll read you one more oh my gosh oh no i thought it was freud but it's uh but it's a picture of uh, Karl Marx. They look kind of the same. <laughs> that happens all the time. How many millions are in a billion? A hundred? A thousand? Wow. That is too many. They're all just like that. They're beautiful and brilliant. It's no cheese feet, though, is it? <laughs> it's no cheese feet, mate. You know, Matt went to a sleep clinic because of his sleep weirdness. I'm Has he got sleep paralysis? <gasps> no, so he gets up. And um, what does he do? He pulls things out of the wardrobes. Oh, he, yes. Um, <laughs> he once uh, recited the entire play, The 56, which is a play that he wrote from the beginning. Oh, my God. We were once in Edinburgh and classic Edinburgh, like sharing a room that, you know, there was like cast in the room and he sat up in the night and started giving notes to the <laughs> cast members who were in the room. Going, Joe! Joe, I can't, I can't hear you from the back, love. <laughs> and the next day, he had no memory. No one told him, but Joe, God, did she project the next day? She was like, she did a diaphragm warm-ups and everything. What else does oh he do? Oh my God! He sometimes gets up and goes into the living room. And uh, once our flatmate was um, there and didn't realise and was like having a conversation with him, but obviously, like his eyes are just wild because he's yeah, asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really scary when you see people sleepwalking. Like. Mm. I think I've become um, like as a sort of way of protecting my own sleep like it doesn't wake me up anymore and we were once yeah. staying in an Ibis budget with our friend Sarah and the next day she was like god wasn't that wasn't that a bit mad 
And like neither me or Matt had any memory, but apparently we'd spent all night, me and Sarah, like trying to get him back into bed because he'd been like flying around the room. like bouncing off the walls and apparently we've been like it's okay you're just dreaming and we'd like coaxed him back into bed but I clearly had also been asleep while doing that what um, the fuck yeah and she was like god that was a bit mad wasn't it and we were like you're what? like what have your cornflakes like what, you, what do you mean <laughs> she's there about. like traumatized um but he went to the sleep clinic and they sort of said yeah it's not really anything we can do about that <laughs> so good luck good luck damn that's crazy good luck wow that sucks i'm really glad that doesn't happen to me anyway (laughs) how much was this oh it was it was 200 pounds okay bye i've been trying to look into like herbal remedies to see if there's anything that can help because getting drunk doesn't help oh makes it worse makes it worse and actually i now when i drink now i can't sleep interesting i used to drink well i probably used to drink so much that it was easier to pass out whereas now Mm. i'll have like one or two drinks because i'm a grown-up now Mm -hmm. and i've changed my relationship with alcohol Mm -hmm. um but i just can't sleep and then when i do sleep i notice that like the dreams they're not clear messages like when i'm sober Mm. totally sober as a judge which is most of my life now i'll go to sleep the dream will very clearly have a message for oh, really? me. really? Yeah, oh, always. I think it's always, and it's metaphor and all the rest of it, and it's always like, you feel X way about yourself. <gasps> always, always. You're insecure about this, or you're feeling this. Oh my gosh, like, I, ne- I probably need to evaluate my dreams a bit more. I'm just like, that was a bit weird when that mouse spoke to that rabbit and I was in a field of poppies. Whereas it's yeah. probably like, I'm nervous about the play that I'm doing tomorrow, isn't it? That's yeah. what that means always and i and i hate it but i always get the um you don't know your lines oh always. yeah oh yeah always. oh yeah i get it where i'm in a play it's normally a play that i've already done and everyone's rehearsed and forgotten to tell me that rehearsals are happening and then it's opening night and everyone knows where they're going and yeah. i don't know what the show's about what the script is what i'm saying yeah two months it. ago i did mamma mia with jedward and i've still not recovered <laughs> now i want to see that Lines or no lines. But when I say that, it sounds like, oh, that's quite funny. Ha ha ha. But it's never like that. It's always like the the scariest tone. It's like my my dreams have been directed by Jordan Peele. Like I say that and it's like, ha ha, it sounds like a children in need sketch. Ha ha ha. But it's like, imagine if it was directed by Jordan Peele though. And then you're like, oh, okay. It's like a horror show. Yeah, it's like... um, that's, have you seen that sketch, uh, Key and Peele sketch, where it's the part you don't stop? No. I'd say that's the closest representation of what my dreams are like. It's basically these two DJs, and they're, they're it's, I think it's like a parody of, um, do you remember LMFAO? As in the... Everybody, is that them? Which one's them? Oh, I thought you just meant, do you remember when we used to text each other, LMFAO? <laughs> you know, the, I'm sexy and I know it, do, 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 Those guys, I think it's a parody of them. And it's basically, they're like, the party don't stop because it keeps on going. And at first you're like, haha, this is funny, they're at a party. And then it becomes clear that, like, the party is hell. <gasps> and they can never escape. There's basically no exit. And they and keep, like, trying to escape. Brain. Yeah, and it, like, keeps escalating. And they, like, try and kill themselves. It doesn't work. They come back to life and they're still at the party. You must be so tired. I'm Sometimes I'm more tired when I wake up than I was when I went to sleep. 
I would just never sleep if I was you. I think you should just give that a go. Stop mm. going to bed. Have you tried chamomile tea? I mean, does that work? Yeah. Uh, you, uh, uh, don't have it in the middle of the day. That's what I'll tell you. But does it decrease the intensity of your dreams? If anyone um, knows something to decrease the intensity of dreams, because let me tell you, I have Googled and mm. I have come up with fuck all. Have you got a dream catcher? No. I'll get you a dream catcher. They work. Do they? Yeah. You pop it on your wall. Oh, I'm a bit afraid of using things that I don't understand, is the thing. Yeah, no, that's a nice one, though. It just captures your dreams to make sure that you're having a restful What if night. I hang it in the wrong way and it attracts spirits to me and they kill me? I just think it can't get any worse than your current situation. Mm. I'm just used to it. I don't mean to it's panic like, you. It's like Matt running around the ibis i'm just used to it yeah but that that's, is not okay that should that's not why be the when standard. people are like why do you watch horror films i'm like i watch one every single night when i'm asleep in my own head <laughs> i'm a i'm a massive fan of them i do i write and direct them every single night if you if you wrote and directed them every single night you wouldn't want to fucking watch saw <laughs> on your time off <laughs> on your time off from your full-time job i want freud to come back from the dead and explain your um explain your brain he could help me. I'm a very Freudian person. I don't feel like loads of people are, but yeah. Jung could definitely help me as well. Mm. You're a fan of the Freud then, despite his colonialism? Well, and... the thing is, is like, he's the archetypical, you can't keep getting away with this guy. Because like, you read his ideas and you're like, oh, that's minging. And then you look around the world and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> like, um, there's this thing on TikTok where people were making fun of what in america what they call boy moms which is basically mothers who are unhealthily obsessed with their sons in a borderline romantic kind of way and um the like like one of the things that these moms post is like um people always say about parenthood if god sends you a daughter if god sends a woman a daughter she needed to learn some maturity if God sent a woman a son, she needed to know the true meaning of love. <laughs> it literally makes Aww. me... I can so imagine being that person, though. Oh, I really can. Oh, I really can. Imagine you've got a little baby and you're just like, I made that. I just want to take him everywhere. Show him to all I know, my but pals. like, Helen, you'd, lo- you'd love your daughter as well, oh, wouldn't yeah, you? yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway, basically, all the comments on all of those ones are paging Dr. Freud, and he can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a point. I've yeah, just seen yeah, on his Wikipedia page, there's a whole section called Cocaine. Can I attempt to read it? Also, I yeah. worry that people who... But that's the last time we're doing the Wikipedia because it hasn't I gone know, well. I know, and I'm really, like, honestly, I promise I'm an intelligent person. I've got a master's degree. You're very intelligent. I'm worried that people who respect me might have listened to this episode and all I've done is read things out and go, I don't understand. <laughs> um, as a medical researcher, Freud was an early user and pro, 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 proponent... Proponent. Proponent of cocaine yeah. as a stimulant as well as analgestic analgestic i'm clicking on that analgesic i think it means pain reliever oh yeah it does i thought it was something to do with his bum 
Let me f- hang on. Let me find cocaine. He believed that cocaine was a cure for many mental and physical problems, and in his 1884 yeah, paper on coca. He extolled his virtues. Who has written this? Between 1883 and 1887, he wrote several articles recommending medical applications, including its use as an antidepressant. Well, he was wrong about that, wasn't he? (laughs) I wouldn't know. (laughs) He narrowly missed out on obtaining scientific priority for discovering its anaesthetic properties of which he was aware but had mentioned only in passing blah 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 blah. i mean it makes so much sense doesn't it that he was just running around fucking coked off his tits yeah and he actually changed his mind look the application as an anaesthetic turned out to be one of the few safe uses of cocaine and as reports of addiction and overdoses began to filter in from many places in the world freud's medical reputation became somewhat tarnished after the quote-unquote cocaine episode Freud ceased to publicly recommend the use of the drug, but continued to take it himself occasionally for depression, migraines, nasal inflammation. I mean, his nasal inflammation is probably caused by the cocaine, not caused by the cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) I just get really bad hangovers when I don't drink. So... So I really just need... I just need a massive glass of vodka and a line of coke. Mm. What a life. What a rock star. What a life. Don't do drugs, kids. His life must have been fucking mad. He was such a bloke, though, wasn't he? Like a proper man-man. Yeah. And I think, not to victim blame, but his death. So he, he got cancer, but he did that very sort of repressed male thing, which I think is ironic, considering his whole thing about... But he basically, he just denied... He, from what I can... From my very skirty reading of this Wikipedia page... He just ignored it and denied it and didn't do anything about it. And then that was bad. And then, this is interesting, he mm. he essentially euthanised, 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 did euthanasia onto himself with the help of some pals. Did he? With the help of some pals, yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And there's a whole thing as, on here about him escaping the Nazis, but I feel like I, I can't really get into that because I've not researched it and I don't want to get it wrong or do, do him an injustice. Listen, it's, we're not known for cracking the case wide open, are we? People put, people put us on when they're trying to get to sleep. Or doing the washing up. Or doing the washing up. Scrub that and dish. they want to feel like, well, look, these two haven't got it figured out either. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, in comparison to Tilly, I'm doing quite well. <laughs> Oh, it's very so, kind of you not to include me in that. Have you heard my reading today? I know, but you're kind of uh, likable in a way I'm not. <laughs> um, what was I? What was I saying? What were we talking about? We before were talking that? about cocaine, and then his death, and then him euthanizing himself, and then I mentioned the Nazis. I know that he underestimated no, 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 the no, Nazis. No, cocaine. He ended up having to um, flee. Cocaine. Uh, he took it himself for his um, nose inflammation. You said, "Oh, I do that when I have a hangover." Oh, I don't have a hangover because I've not drunk have a glass of Okay, now we're just recapping the podcast that we just recorded. That's not great. I've forgotten what I was going to say. Probably wasn't that good. We were saying, oh, we're going to wrap up soon because we've not really done any research. We're both useless. No, I've covered our incompetence. I've covered that. It was going to be a really great point about something. His seduction theory? No, we're not fucking going into that. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's just like, oh, that's not good. He used that's, none of that's good. a form of treatment based on something called the pressure technique. I want to it's know what the pressure good. technique is. 
I think it's all like horrendously triggering, like a lot of like child sexual abuse stuff. Oh, so. well then let's not get into that. Let's not, because do you know what? 2022, it's all about having a hugely successful podcast, you know? And listen, how many years we've been doing this now? It's, this has got to be our year, right? Surely. You've been listening to Bitchin with Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music is by Dave Cribb and our artwork is by Luke W. Robson. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying it and do follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We love to hear from you. Bye. Great.